Yes. Yes, you must have pushed play. Play on a podcast called Twig's Essie Reflections. This is a little series meant for folks studying the psychobiology literature looking for how to incorporate those guidelines with their clients. It's a kind of a specialized conversation we're having here with therapists, practitioners, mental health practitioners, helping professionals. I don't mean to be exclusive. In fact, I make a lot of things for the general public elsewhere. You can check my stuff out at www.liberationispossible.org. This is me talking to my colleagues. Today I'm going to talk to you about how I think we have to be careful when we sit in a chair all day long. Ooh, careful. When you take a bodywork training, they often teach you about something called body mechanics. And if you're lucky, you end up with a teacher who has good body mechanics themselves to demonstrate to you, but also to come over and correct you, kind of like help you while you're helping a client while they're on the massage table and you're leaning into them and pressing them and working your thumbs into their joints and muscles and you're doing all that kindness, you're not hurting yourself based on how you're holding your body. So you have good, quote, body mechanics. And it's a really interesting thing because in classical rub-it-down kind of body work, the practitioner is able to maintain their form and structure so as to kind of protect themselves from the efforts of the work. And when you start working in the trauma fields and you are working like one-on-one with a client kind of sitting across in her personal style, you take on a different kind of attention or intention with your body. You become much more of a kind of a like a kind of a postural mirror or a behavioral mirror, not not like a parrot. You don't, you know, do everything they do. You don't smile exactly the same way they do. But there is a certain kind of mirroring that we do, which is meant to kind of say to our clients, hey, what you're doing makes sense here. You can be in that position. You can move in that way that you do. And so we often end up spending time in the same posture as our clients. Now, I don't know about you, but I recognize that that doesn't seem like such a good idea. You know, there's all that literature that says that even if you go to the gym, even if you even if you work out obsessively, you can't recover from excessive time spent sitting. Sitting is kind of like the last thing that you want to do. Sitting in modern chairs, one place, there, not moving, that is exactly what your body doesn't want you to do. It's exactly what your fascia doesn't want you to do, your muscles don't want you to do, your lungs don't want you to do. They feel all collapsed from your chest kind of sinking in on itself. Your digestion doesn't want you to do it. Everything, your hips get all locked up. Sitting in chairs, your psoas muscle, ouch. (laughs) But we do it all day long. In fact, you and I are in a profession that some of us might do it hour after hour, not just sitting in a chair, not just choosing how we sit in a chair, but sitting in a chair in a way that in some way reflects the feeling state of our clients who are all 
on some kind of distress side of how they're feeling themselves. We're essentially putting our bodies in distressed positions regularly throughout the day. Oh no! That has a big cost. That has a big cost that I that I want to kind of push up against. Ooh. Because I have felt the hazardous work elements of this in myself, of my own. Like, you know, I probably came into this with more tweaks and turns than the average person. I had had a kind of crazy and somewhat hmm, high-impact life. And at the same time, I have sat for hours in classes. I have sat for hours in sessions. I have sat for hours in triads. I have sat for hours in my own office. I have sat for hours in airplanes. I have sat for a whole lot of time while doing somatic experiencing with people. And as much good as I'm doing while I'm sitting with people, I'm also aware that I'm doing harm. Harm to myself hour after hour sitting in the same chair. So in trying to kind of protect myself from that, I tend to look for ways that I can mitigate it. One, I don't have to look like my client the entire time. I don't have to maintain the same posture, especially when they don't need me to. So if they don't need me to, I really take the freedom to move in my chair the way that I might otherwise choose. You know, you see Peter Levine massaging his feet or Stephen Hoskinson looking around the room and and what you're going to see me doing is kind of like stretching inside my chair and feeling free to turn my head left and right. You're going to see me kind of not holding my body tight and rigid whenever I don't need to. Another thing, you know, like it's expensive. I know it's not the always working on task kind of thing of lining clients up hour after hour. But I put a little space between my sessions. Either I put two back to back and then a half hour between the next two back to back, or I put a 15 minutes between each session. Now, I know that's expensive. I know that not everybody can do that. I know that even if it's something you could afford to do or choose to do out of just a lifestyle choice, you might not be able to do it at an agency or whatnot. But any kind of space that you have, I'd recommend taking it. And then as you're going to take it, if you do take that space, what you do with it really matters. You know, there's a, there's a chiropractor in Northern California who I had a great kind of group of conversations with at one time. And he was telling me about these fellas who pull green chain at the lumber yards. Yeah, and so pulling green chain is like pulling the fresh milled wood off of the off of the saw, the bandsaw that's coming through, and you're pulling all day long these really heavy, wet pieces of wood, and it's really easy to hurt your back. So this chiropractor, he was helping a lot of these fellas, and he got them into laying on their back like two or three times a day, just taking a 10-minute break just to lay on their back. And he's like, I don't want you to stretch. I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to take yourself out of gravity for 10 minutes. It made a huge change in how these guys were experiencing body pain at the mills. I would say that that's not only just great because you're giving the muscles themselves a break, but because you're inducing some oscillation or some modulation to the day's work efforts in that environment. Well, we got to do that too. If we're sitting up the whole day, it's great if we lay down. I've got one practitioner friend over in Seattle. She takes a nap every afternoon. She's like a hero of mine. I'm like, every afternoon after lunch, she takes a nap. It's like being in Spain or something, but doing it in her own office, perfectly sound thing to do. I tend to not have so much regularity in my life that I can make that happen. But whenever I do get a little nap spot, 
making sure that my body is as comfortable to enjoy that time that I have. If it's 10 minutes, I put my timer in my watch for eight minutes and I, I really let myself take in that eight minutes as much as my body can. On the other hand, as much movement through the day as possible is a nice kind of thing. So, you know, when my office has stairs involved or when I'm at home in my home office, I'll run outside and run up my little hill that's behind my house and then run back between my sessions, my consultations. If I'm on a down day or if I don't have so much energy, I'll just take the stairs down and then take the elevator back up. And so I'm at least moving a little bit. Yep. It's true. You heard it. Stairs, they're not so great for your body. Either is sitting all day. Moving, however, is good. So if you have a few songs in, you know, set up to where like this song makes me move, I have one that I picked up at a little cafe in San Francisco. It's right on. It's like by a funk band from the 70s. It makes me totally move every single time I play it. So I have my phone just set to play that song periodically, not randomly, but when I press play. And so I you know, it's another way I encourage myself to move. The cost, the cost of sitting and mirroring our clients, mm, make sure you keep your face moving, you know, and, and your head and neck, like your sternocleidomastoid muscle, like give yourself the option to kind of wiggle around a little bit because having a low conservation state, having a low oxygen state over and over session after session can start to drag on you. And that might even start to drag on your relationships at home and elsewhere. So that just goes to another point that in the same way that mirroring our clients and their behavior for the hour, when they leave, make sure you get into your own behavior, you know, like find something fun to do. Do Zumba. Catch you later. Remember to move. That's what I'm going to do today. After working on this SE Reflections by Twig, I'm going to be remembering to move. My little breaks, walking down the hall, going to the bathroom gonna put a little wiggle in my jiggle see me bouncing down the hall I don't know what your best pace is today and I don't know what you need but you might join me just find a little bit of extra space in this corridor culture of ours get up, get up. that's what I'm gonna do get up, get up. right now Get up.